bringing AI to life. Hello and welcome to our talk on AI in healthcare. In this session, we speak with medical practitioners, healthcare experts and AI enthusiasts to bring you a ground level understanding of how they have incorporated technology to improve access to quality healthcare and make a real difference to their communities. Hi, Harris. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, let's start off with a quick introduction about yourself and the work that you do with um, Kaizen St. Thomas. Yeah, sure. No, thanks for, thanks for having me. So um, I'm a consultant a clinical scientist at Kaizen St. Thomas's, and I'm head of clinical scientific computing, and I'm also the transformation lead for the London AI Centre. So that's a, a lot of roles. Um, but basically what my day-to-day -day is, is facilitating the translation of cutting edge technologies, particularly digital health, into routine clinical care. And, and we do that through a number of work streams. Mm -hmm. um, we help facilitate through training and education of our clinical staff and, and operational staff to make sure that they're well equipped to adopt those technologies. We make sure that there are the appropriate policies in place. So everything from complying with sort of standard operating procedures all the way to sort of national regulations. And then finally, um, platforms. So we make sure that the integration of those technologies works with the way that we run our hospital and the way that we deliver care to our patients so that it, it's as beneficial as possible. So can you tell me a little bit about the aid initiative that you have been instrumental putting together along with some of your uh, peers? Yes, yeah, sure. So aid is one of our platform solutions, right? So we, well actually the, the journey with aid started about, about five years ago um, when I was a trainee and I was too lazy to walk between two hospitals. That's, that's how it all started. And I needed to get some data from the scanner to run some analysis and to send it to the PACS team. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote some software that allowed you to receive data, run some analysis and forward it to PACS. Uh, and I didn't have to do anything and I automated my job away. And, and that has slowly built. Um, since that day and we now have a large program funded by the Office of Life Sciences and we now have a consortium of 10 teaching hospitals across London and the southeast and aid is now being rolled out in all of those hospitals to facilitate the adoption of AI and the integration of it with clinical systems in a way that's um, interoperable, secure and built upon free and open source technology um, to ensure its sustainability into the future. And so that's, th that's a really exciting opportunity, not just for the hospitals, but then also for our industry partners who, who collaborate with us, who, who want us to trial out their technologies and whose technologies we want to try. Um, it allows us to do it in a cost-effective way and in a way that doesn't interrupt our normal clinical operations. Got it. That's a very interesting story. So essentially, you were working, you were looking for a way to get um, some of the routine work done, right? Yeah, I, was, I was basically didn't like walking. And, and if you know, so it's between St. Thomas's and Evelina, and those hospitals are actually joined together by a corridor. Right. Um, but it was a very boring walk, and so I decided to automate my job away and focus on other things, because I was a scientist. Right. Um, and I did that, and then my colleagues said, well, that's very interesting. Maybe my analysis can be run on, on that as well. And that's how it grew. So uh, aid is being used right now for stroke care? 
Yes, so um, it's, there's a number of applications that are deployed uh, at GSTD and at KCH. So Guy St Thomas is at King's College Hospital in South East London. Um, at King's College Hospital, they have uh, a stroke application that's, that's deployed. And at Guy St Thomas's, we have a few other applications around neonatal care primarily. Um, but we are starting a whole program of work um, one of which is with yourselves uh, around uh, acute imaging in stroke. So talking about the work that we are doing together, um, Cure was a recipient of the NHS X AI Award, yeah. and that's how we got to work with you, right? Uh, what are your expectations from the project? So uh, the, the one of the biggest challenges has been with AI technologies, which have been on the market for almost 10 years now, is justifying to commissioners basically, uh, that we should be rolling this out as part of routine clinical pathways. And what's been missing is the evidence, mm -hmm. right? Um, we've seen lots of very impressive academic papers, including cures in, in The Lancet and other places, demonstrating that, you know, technically it works. What we now want to demonstrate, that it has a meaningful impact to hospital operations and patient outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that's what we'll get out of our work together and then really begin to impact patients at scale with AI technology, which is what it should be used for. Apart from stroke, um, do you also see the use case going into traumatic brain injuries and other? I mean, it's, it's endless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, sticking with just the head, yeah, traumatic brain injuries, um, you know, early detection of brain tumors and things like that, uh, differentiation of tumors. Um, but moving away from the brain and even moving away from clinical problems, you know, to operational things like the COVID backlog and waiting lists and uh, optimizing surgery times, there's all sorts of opportunity for, for AI. You mentioned the possibilities of AI is endless, but um, in the next couple of months or in the next one year, what do you think is realistically possible? That's a really short time frame for anything in medicine. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen in the next few months or even a year. Um, my, I mean, what I hope is that people continue to collaborate. And I think compared to where we were a decade ago, where we had a lot of products on the market that were not clinically informed, uh, we were being approached by and seeing a lot of products where we didn't really understand how they would benefit us. Thankfully, that era is over. Mm -hmm. And we have companies like yourself where you have clinical advisors and med chief medical officers in very senior positions. Um, in the decision making, and that's great. What I want to see, and I want to continue to see that, what I want to see in the long term is AI become boring, basically. Because actually, if you look at medicine, medicine is full of amazing, fantastic things. Even just look at an MRI machine, and they were sort of invented in the 60s and 70s. You know, you have a quantum machine in your, com in your hospital that takes pictures of you. And nobody thinks that's exciting anymore. And I want the same thing to happen to AI. It just becomes another thing. And only the technologists know how cool it really is. It's been lovely chatting with you, Harris. Uh, we are really looking forward to all the work that we're going to be doing together. And hopefully we'll make AI boring. Awesome. All right, thank you. Thank you.